0: Today, one of the biggest challenges facing the wool industry, probably the biggest challenge, but also, and therefore, one of the greatest opportunities for advancement. Can and will a robot be able to shear a sheep? This is The Yarn, I'm Marius Cumming, and stick with me because coming up you'll find out how it could be possible, and it could be as simple as peeling a banana. Dwayne Black is a champion shearer, he has a suite of world records to prove it.
1: So the current records Marius will hold an 8 hour merino
0: lamb record of 570. He also holds the 9 hour shearing record of 664 sheep, that is of course more than one a minute.
1: During the 8 hour record there was a friend of mine, we actually got 2 for 1 on that day so there was a 2 stand record
0: created as, as well. Uh, Thousand and seventy nine. My point is that Dwayne knows shearing both in terms of efficiency and quality, but being a champion shearer he also knows just how tough the job is.
1: There's no doubt we have one of the, just the highest compensation rates out of any industry. We have, we have real injuries, real back injuries for people and anyone who's had them sort of injuries, back injuries, shoulder injuries, shoulder injuries, it can be so debilitating to the rest of your life. I know people myself now as I've trained and i train older people that their quality of life after shearing for 20 or 30 years is really not good. And they're nursing these injuries through life, through the later part of their life where it's not necessary. When I drop my bag at the airport and it's over 20 kilos, they put a big orange tag on it and say two people must lift it. So for some reason, it's okay for me to drag a 90 or 100 kilo
0: sheep out and manually handle that live animal myself. The physical strain for shearers is one thing. The cost to wool growers is another. Wool harvesting is probably the biggest annual cost for farmers and shearers are getting harder to find despite our training efforts at AWI. What will it be like in a decade, two decades?
1: I think we really need to, uh, in, in this industry accept change accept opportunities that may come about there really can't be any improvement in an industry unless we open our minds and
0: give it a chance to be more efficient and an answer could be robots now bring up robotic shearing with wool growers over the age of 50 and a a sort of a resigned look maybe a shake of the head will come over their face and um it's because when it was tried in the late 1980s and early 1990s robots robotics it was extremely expensive and the wool industry has spent many millions on automated shearing, chemical shearing, chain shearing and I'm not too sure what else. But nothing practical, economic, or lasting has come of these which all took place before the digital age and that is the point. Now with cheaper, smarter, more agile robots and an industry enjoying fantastic profitability, it is time to have another go. So AWI brought together some of the best shearer trainers and shearers in Australia, like Dwayne, together with the best robotic minds in the country. It was a case of robot meet shearer and shearer meet robot, if you like. We talked in the morning,
1: obviously, and we, got, we shared our industry's point of views and where we could go and what we could achieve. Then we went down and drew a few sheep for the, for the guys so that they could see firsthand in uh, a real scenario of of what happens and what we actually do, and we could explain to them how we manipulate sheep and hold sheep and use angles and techniques to get around a sheep.
0: And they held the held the handpiece themselves to get a that's sense. Exactly of
1: Exactly right. Yeah. They, they had a bit of a go and felt how how that feels in the hand and how unfortunately unfortunately uh, a skilled shearer can make this. Make this uh, job look so easy.
0: And that's where we introduced Associate Professor Rob Fitch from the University of Technology Sydney, UTS, who before the workshop was probably the world's most unlikely Shearer, but that all changed that day. We really got right into it. We got out, we, had, we showed some robots that we brought along with us today, uh, got to interact with them, play with them hands on. We were fortunate to have uh, sheep and sheep shears and the equipment. And we had really hands-on sessions where we could really work through the process, the challenges. I was able to take my first, I guess, two, two blows today <laughs> under the expert tutelage. Uh, and so that's a, you know, a, a personal first. And, and from there, we were able to, to start to, to really think maybe beyond tradition. And we're able to try out some new ideas on, on Sheep Live. Yeah, I think that was the thing. Um, the The collaboration happened very quickly, and uh, as we know, the uh, the robotic uh, area and automated shearing and chemical shearing has got a very long past and a huge amount of money spent on it. So there's a level of cynicism, but there wasn't that today, was there, Richard? There really wasn't uh, any negativity throughout no, the day.
1: No, there wasn't. Like the past has been a little bit ugly, but today it was really positive and. Myself and the other shearer trainers and shearers that are here, the the boys from the uni got us thinking outside the square, and by the end of the day I think we we did come up with some stuff that was pretty positive, and we've all got something to take home out of this to work on.
0: That's shearer trainer Richard Lay, who has 40 years experience in wool sheds, and After seeing what robots can do, and in turn the amazing job shearers do obviously, the discussion quickly turned to how to hold the animal in a safe, repeatable, comfortable manner.
1: So basically what we did is we thought the best hold for a sheep would be uh, under the sheep's uh, brisket and belly. It's a soft hold with its legs off the ground. So the sheep's just laying there, I guess, dangling, I suppose.
0: So it's essentially just lifting, a standing sheep lifting mm. it off the ground.
1: Yeah, so the sheep is presented to us walking on its feet, and then we just lift this sheep off the ground a few inches, and it basically hangs over the over a device where it can just be relaxed and comfortable. The device we use today was two fence posts. <laughs> and, and we had them two fence posts balanced between uh, two... Panels. Two panels, yeah. two fence panels. Yep. Yeah. And then we, we, we got the sheep onto that, that position. The sheep was comfortable, it was very happy, it was very calm there. And then we thought, OK, well, let's try a bit of a pattern on the sheep that we'd previously discussed after lunch where we thought if we take a, a blow or a bit of wool off, mm. let's say, from the head down to the tail of the sheep, and then we can basically peel the sheep like a banana on each side. Um, it was, And we used, obviously, conventional handpiece and conventional flexi-down tube to do this with... And it was really good to see the guys, the robotics guys' eyes light up because I could. The, the penny drop moment for me was I could see that they could see we can build something to do that.
0: And that says something given Rob Fitch's significant role in developing the self driving car in the US. Something that can mimic what we did in front of them today so that they
1: see our arms and they can use that. The recordings and what they've saw today, and I'm and very confident they can transfer that into robotics quite simply. That the robotics technology is just the last decade or two, as they explained to us this morning, has really taken off ahead. So I think they have no fear, no doubt, they can replicate what we did to the animal today. The holding system was as primitive as it gets. Like we said, we threw a couple of fence posts between a couple of hurdles, a couple of panels and we threw a sheep on it. The sheep was remarkably comfortable, at one stage there it put its head down onto the two-posts and it looked like it was almost going to fall asleep. So there was no, no harm to the animal. Comfort is a massive issue for traditional shearing also. A comfortable animal will sit and you can shear it, an uncomfortable animal will then, it becomes a wrestle and you can't shear it. So we ticked that box with really primitive uh, sort of tools, I suppose, to refine them tools to make the sheep more comfortable and more controlled I think uh, is is not a hard thing to do and we can really escalate and, and do that quite simply from our point of view in the industry to give these guys uh, a really safe, comfortable hold for this animal so that they can put their robotics onto the other side of it and get some wool off.
0: Champion Shearer Dwayne Black, a huge thank you to him, but a huge thank you also to UTS Associate Professor Rob Fitch, who also... We heard from shearer trainer Richard Lay, AWI's Jim Murray was central to organising the day, so a big thank you to Jim. It was an amazing meeting of uh, robotic minds and shearing expertise. Okay, so from this simple one-day workshop, we didn't get a robot shearing, but we saw and discussed the opportunities and have achieved what could be a genuine breakthrough for what the robotics experts saw as one of the biggest hurdles, holding the animal and a new pattern of shearing. It could be a case of one small step. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Yarn, quite possibly a historic one. We look forward to keeping you up to date with not only robotic shearing developments, but everything AWI does. Please send us an email with ideas to theyarn@wool.com. but also please subscribe. And from me, Marius Cumming, I look forward to speaking with you soon.